Hey, all you pretty cats and kittens. My name is Brian. And I'm Whitley. And this is Deathly Afraid. Ooh. <laughs> Are you happy now? Yes. I told Brian he had to start this time because I've been starting every time and I wanted to say, ooh. <laughs> Welcome back, people. It's been two weeks. Yeah. And it has been a busy two weeks. Crazy busy two weeks. And we're also still busy, but I was like, nope, we're going to take the time. We're going to do it. So here we are. Yeah. And yeah, what have we been doing this two weeks? I don't remember my life. Well, uh, one week you were out of town for work. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we went to the baseball oh, tournament. Yeah, Twin Falls for baseball. And then I went out of town. And life's crazy. Yeah. We went to Roaring Springs last night with the kids. And that was a good time. Definitely recommend going to the late night slide. Yeah, I felt like it was less crowded. Yeah. Especially well, then, as the night went on. Yeah, like there towards the last hour or whatever, it was... Not dead, but it was pretty yeah. slow. It was nice. Nice, and then it's not as hot. You don't feel like you're dying, so. Yeah, especially <laughs> now that it's supposed to be over 100 for like the next week or two. Yeah. It's been hot. I don't deal with hot very well, so. um, Anything else to say? Not that I can think of. Me neither. Um, yeah. Sorry we've been gone for so long, but life is life. <laughs> um, I am going to do The Disappearance of Lisanne Froon and Chris Kramers. Kramers? <laughs> Kramers. <laughs> <laughs> this was suggested by my favorite little listener, Squid. Thank you, Sydney. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of this? Probably not. No. Okay. So, Chris Kramers was 21 and Lisanne Froon, 22. Both of them grew up in Amherst. <laughs> you practice this and now I'm like, I can't say it. Amherst Fruit. Amherst Fruit. I can't freaking say words. Ertect. Yep. It's in the Netherlands. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So in 2014, the pair decided to travel to Panama to volunteer at a local school. They arrived in Panama, Panama on March 14th, 2014 to begin their adventure together. 
But when they arrived, they found out that they were too early to begin the volunteer program. So it was like a big miscommunication, on, you know. Um, Chris had described in... Oh my gosh, I'm just back at it, sucking at words. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris had described the miscommunication in her diary as rude and not at all friendly. She then said, tomorrow they will be they will try and get a hold of the head teacher. And this was a real disappointment. So I don't know if it was like a language barrier type thing or I don't know. Do they all I don't know what any of them speak. Uh, I mean, I think the Netherlands is like Dutch, isn't it? I think so. Panama, I have no idea. <laughs> So, the two decided to make the most of their early arrival situation and planned to go on a hike, like a guided hike. Um, they'd been staying with a local family at the time, which was like a host family. They took the family's dog, Azul, along with them on this hike. That So, they'd planned a guided hike, right? Yeah. But then the day before, they decided they just kind of wanted to explore on their own. So they took the family's dog, Azul, and took him on the hike. And Lennon just came in with a bunch of hangers. Come on, chip, chop, chip, Skippy. It's going to be more than your foot if you don't get out of here. Peter Patter, man. Let's get at her. Okay, so no, I don't remember what I was saying. They took the dog, the family dog. Okay. The hike. Yes, yeah, so they took Azul. They go on this little, or they decide they're going to go on this hike of their own to explore. And the guided tour was planned for the following day. So um, they decided to explore the area surrounding Baru Volcano on their own. It's a three mile stretch of land that's usually, you know, pretty easy to explore. Yeah. Few said that a few tourists had gotten lost in the area, but usually always find their way back. Like it's not. Crazy, you know. The two packed a backpack for their hike and started on their on the Panacea Trail. Is that what that looks like? Can you see it? Panista, Panista, Panista Trail. I'm just making my own words up now. Panista Trail around 11 a.m. with Azul along behind them, trailing along behind them. But the dog would return home alone. Um, the host family knew about the girls' plan to hike and expected them back within, like, five to six hours. But when they didn't return, the family kind of knew something was off, and they contacted Lisanne's mother and asked her if she had heard from them, which she hadn't. And the host family decided, you know, the girls, they're on vacation. They must be just decided to stay out and have some fun and never reported them missing. The next morning, when the girls still hadn't returned, others started to panic about their well-being. So, first, they didn't show up for the guided hike that they were had planned. Um, they missed their usual check-in calls with their families. Stuff like that. And then, after two days of the girls being missing, the host fam family finally contacted authorities. I would say after the first night they didn't come home, I'd yeah. be like... Yeah, this isn't right, you know. 
I get them thinking, oh, they're on vacation. They're just out having fun. I get that part of it. I yeah. probably would have thought the same. But when they didn't come home after that night, I'd be like, yeah, we need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a small search party was organized and kind of like the route they would have taken was mapped out. And, um, you know, they were doing this search. There was an innkeeper that they had talked to that had remembered seeing the girls and that they had asked him for directions. And he had told them to just take a taxi back into town. So even with this, like, clue, they still didn't make any progress on locating them. The family, families of the girls flew out to Panama along with the Dutch special units and the search went on for 10 days and there was a reward of $30,000 offered. Even with this, they still get nothing. Nothing turns up. So after this days go by with no results, they had helicopters searching the area from the sky. They had groundsmen scouring the forest. Still nothing. After 10 more days of like intense searching, you know, people start making up rumors and um, talking about the girls being victims of a crime and the search eventually, you know, all this time they're not finding anything. They kind of scale back their efforts and, blah, blah, blah. but you know, still smaller parties or whatever, still continued to search for 10 weeks. Right. Nothing in 10 weeks from when they disappeared still. Right. Yeah. So after 10 weeks, there was a discovery that brought some hope to the disappearances. A local woman from the Nagabe tribe, I hope that's how you say it, so sorry if it's not, um, discovered a blue backpack along the bank of a river more than 90 miles from the host family's home. Yeah, that's a long freaking way away from where they were. Um... The woman turned the backpack into police, and inside the backpack were sunglasses, money, two bras, Lisanne's passport, a water bottle, two cell phones, and a camera. So the cell phones and camera um, just provided some insight into the possibility of what might have happened to the girls. But they also raised more questions. So when the police looked at the girls' call records, they showed both girls had tried to call 112 which is the emergency number in the Netherlands. They're in Panama, so obviously that's not going to work. Then I think they probably realized their mistake because they also dialed 911 multiple times, which is the emergency number in Panama, yeah. as is here. So I think I would be... Because that's not something you think to find out when you go to a different country, I don't think. Like, if I went to a different country, I wouldn't be like, hey, what's the emergency number in case I need it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't think something's going to happen. I would probably be screwed if I go to another country. I'd be like, I don't know the emergency number. I guess I'm going to die. I feel like it should be universal. I think it should, but it's not. So it is what it is. So the first emergency call was made only hours after the girls left for their hike so like i think it said like a few hours so um but the bad service in the area or in the forest prevented the calls from going through 
So they're calling and calling and calling, but none of the calls are connecting. There was one call that managed to connect, but then dropped after only two seconds. Eventually, Lisanne's phone locked after someone had entered the wrong pin several times. Which is a little sketchy. Yeah. Like, you know your pin. I know my pin. Like, why is the wrong pin getting entered? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Unless it was like a pocket thing. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Could have been. But I also don't know if it was like a flip phone. This was in like 2014. So. Um, so then the girls' phones like just drop off the grid entirely after this. The last time either phone was registered as online was April 11th. So they disappeared on April 1st. This is like 10 days after. Um, leaving the police to determine that at least one of the girls had managed to survive for at least five days after their disappearance. So the camera was also valuable to the investigation. There's over like a hundred pictures. They start off as pretty normal touristy pictures, you know, scenery, taking pictures of each other, whatever. Um, but they quickly become more bizarre and random. So there's random, random pictures such as like a stick with plastic or canyons, which I think the canyon would be like a tourist picture, but whatever. Um, a bridge, and even there's a pit- picture of Chris's concerned face, like around the time that the emergency calls were made. So, um, there were multiple pictures taken after April 8th, starting at 1 a.m., which is weird. Yeah. There was a series of flash photographs taken in two minute intervals, none showed anything specific, and experts um, that have studied the pictures have come up with some different theories. So, um, it's believed that like the clear shots were a way for them to like mark their trail. So like the stick with the plastic, the canyons, which marking their trail. And then the flash photos they believe were used for like, they were using it as a flash. They were using the flash as like a light source to be able to see or for them to like scare away animals. Our dogs are barking at us driving meetings. Oh, there's a crying child. You good? Good. Okay. So they believe the clear shots were for them to mark the trail, and the flash photos are for them to scare away animals. Okay. Got it. Some excerpt excerpts. Yep. Some experts believe the photos weren't taken by the girls, but rather by someone who abducted them. So some of them are like, no, they definitely took them. They're marking their trail. They're lost, whatever. And then others are like, and these are like the experts that looked at the photos. Yeah. And other ones are like, no, they were definitely abducted. And the person that abducted them is taking these pictures. So... The majority of the photos from the camera have, they've been kept in like a limited access and only shared with select individuals and the families of the girls specifically requested that they not be released to the public. But as most of these things go, some of the photos were leaked to the public and one image in particular is of an injury of the back of Chris's head with blood and matted hair. So it's kind of like, why did 
they take this picture. That's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, but. Um, so after the backpacks discovered the search for the girls pick back up. So they're like, oh, cool. We have an area that they're possibly in, you know. So they go back to searching. And this time they search the area that the backpack was in. So like 90 miles from where they were searching before. Mm. Big difference. Um, most of the search happened along the Serpent River near the village of Alto Romero. This was further away from the trail that was initially suspected, which obviously... And it was assumed the girls either got lost or decided to change change their course. I'm assuming they probably got lost. Yeah. Or kidnapped. Who knows? About a half mile from where the backpack was found, the police found Chris's clothing neatly flowed. I can do this. The police found Chris's clothing neatly folded on a rock near the water's edge. Nearby authorities found a boot. With a foot still in it. Which is gross. Right. Yeah. Um, this quickly led to the discovery of more human remains. Hmm. They found up to 33 skull fragments, as well as bits of skin. DNA results proved that the remains did belong to Lisanne and Chris. They all disco- They also discovered a pelvic bone. However, there was no indication of how the girls had died. The only evidence of injury was of broken foot bones, which is unlikely to be the cause of death. Also... Well, considering the foot is still in the boot. Right? <laughs> you say broken bones in your foot is not the cause of death. Right? I That, to me, I think is so weird. Like, the foot's still in the boot. Their body parts are scattered. They didn't even find the entire bodies. They didn't find all the body parts. I'm like... I think it's so weird. How did they not find a cause of death? I don't know. It seems so weird to me. Cannibals. And like if they just died of natural causes or whatever, their body would not be scattered. Right? Unless animals. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they kind of just eat them right there where they lay. I don't know. I mean, it's not impossible, but... Um, so some of Chris's bones, this is what gets me. Some of Chris's bones appear to have been bleached while Lisanne's flesh was still attached to them, to hers. Cannibals. Right? Headhunters. So Lisanne still has flesh and Chris is completely just picked clean and bleached. That's crazy. So, um, you know, obviously they have to check every possibility. So they checked, like, you know, weather conditions at the time, if it could have caused what had happened. And the weather conditions at the time couldn't have caused it. And that led them to believe that it was done with chemicals. Later, they determined it to be phosphorus or lime. And this... So, this practice was common among the Mexican cartel to get rid of evidence. So, police are now trying to determine if the girl's death was accidental or if they were dealing with foul play. To me, I would think it's pretty obvious. Right. Right? So, the police first investigated the host family. Because, obviously, they were staying with them. They got to 
investigate everything. So obviously they find all the girls' belongings still at the house, but nothing was like out of place, out of the ordinary. It was all pretty normal. Um, police later found out that Chris and Lasanne had met up with two young men before they went missing, and they had shared brunch with two Dutch they had shared brunch with the two Dutchmen the day they went missing. But they interviewed them and nothing really ever came from it. So I'm assuming they proved that they were innocent. After investigating the case for over a year and studying all the evidence, they determined that the girls suffered an accident while on the trail and got lost near the river and died. Right? I'm like, what? <laughs> so based on the emergency calls and photographs, authorities... <laughs> I'm really good. I have to like, it's like decoding my own message when I read my stories. Okay. Authorities suspect Chris suffered the, the injury and that they got lost in the dark and the pair died near the river. Their remains were dispersed and quickly decomposed. But how did they decompose at such different rates? That doesn't make sense. Right. Like it just like does same environment, everything. Like you would think they would decompose at the same exact rate. Yeah. So <laughs> it's weird. Um so while the Panama authorities presented the the theory, there was a lot of criticism about how the investigation was handled. A reporter from Panama from the Panama pa reset. A reporter from the Panama paper, La Australia described the case as a mess. She claimed that there was no chain of custody for the evidence and nothing came of the 30 fingerprints that were found on the backpack. So they found fingerprints. They didn't do anything about it. Um, the reporter also was concerned about the electronic evidence based on where everything was found by the river instead of being like damaged by the water or like waterlogged or whatever. Everything was in good condition. Police also failed to dig deeper into a deleted picture from the camera. So they seen that there was a deleted picture, but they never tried to recover it. So it's like, could it have been a picture of whoever did something to them or whatever, you know? Also, if they're trying to mark their territory and all that stuff, why would they delete pictures? Or You know, it just was weird. So... The Kramer's family lawyer also expressed concern on the not being a proper uh, on there not being a proper forensic investigation at the crime scene, and there there are still key body parts missing. So, like I said, they didn't find everything. They found like a pelvic bone, some skull fragments, stuff like that, a foot in a boot. Yeah. So. Some believe police are covering up something. A couple of theories that have emerged are, number one, Brian's theory. Indigenous people from the area killed and ate the two girls before handing over the evidence as cooperation. So apparently there are cannibalistic tribes out there. And number two, that the girls crossed path with the cartel or organ traffickers explaining why their body parts were so dispersed either one of those is a good possibility though right 
And um, so this is like my next little point. So since their disappearance, 24 other tourists have gone missing in that area or have turned up dead. So it's like before this, it wasn't really like a big thing. And now they've gone missing. 24 other people have gone missing. So don't go there. Basically, yeah. (laughs) So it's led, you know, the investigators to kind of go back and revisit the case. They're like, okay, maybe it wasn't an accident. Now we have all these people that are going missing. Yeah. So I kind of feel more on the organ trafficker type thing or the cartel. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it makes more sense, but I also have never been around cannibalistic tribes, so who knows? Yeah. (laughs) They might just be real hungry. Could be. So, yeah. But either way, I don't think it was an accident. No. Possibly a serial killer? I accidentally left my foot in my boot. It happens all the time. I mean... If your foot gets chopped off, yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's all I had. It was kind of a shorty. But that's what I got for you, brother. Sucks. We don't know what happened to him. I know. I think they was murdered. Well, Either way, they were murdered. Just how were they murdered? Right? Was it Mother Nature? Cannibals or the cartel? Or Mother Nature? I don't think it was Mother Nature either. I think that I don't want to go to Panama. At least not there to that location. I also just think it's super weird that, like, they ended up ninety miles away. Like, you're not going to walk 90 miles in one direction if you're lost. Like, you know you didn't walk 90 miles into where you got lost. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge distance. Yeah. To walk to try to... Yeah, I could see that for sure. But, like, 90 miles, you'd be like, I'm definitely going the wrong way. I need to turn back. The fact that all of their stuff was not waterlogged or not like they didn't fall in the river and carry them downstream or anything like that it was yeah their clothes were folded neatly the everything was dry yeah super weird i don't know i'm gonna stick with my cannibals cannibals i'm gonna go with the cartel maybe you could do a poll see what everybody thinks we could do that So, next week, I'm supposed to do a paranormal story, but I might do a little bit of both, just because they've recently caught the Long Island serial killer, who we covered in a previous episode, and I kind of just want to go over, you know, how they did end up catching him, and this all the stuff that was missed and stuff like that. So I've already started that research. So be ready for that next week. And then I will also do like maybe a short little paranormal paranormal story for you guys. Um, 
Yeah, we definitely, this is a short episode this week, especially after not having an episode for two weeks, so I do apologize. But I'm doing my best. <laughs> and Brian's texting, so he's over it. Huh. Not over it. Uh-huh. He's done. No, oh, one of the guys got me some of that topical stuff for my back. He's got a weed for your back? CBD? Yeah. Hmm. Brian's got a drug dealer. <laughs> drug dealer. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. Well, that is it for me. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Not really. I'm tired still. I had to wake up to you yelling at everybody. Well, you know what? When I wake up in the morning, oh, you also, step outside, you take a deep breath, you get real high. I wish you scream from the top of your lungs. I do. What's going on? <laughs> um, so we are nuts. We're crazy. We do stupid things, and we we were just having a normal errand running day. Just running all of our errands. Getting a kayak. <laughs> it doesn't need to be known. <laughs> so, you know, Brian had ordered a kayak from Dick's Sporting Goods. And so we went over there to pick it up. And a lot of Saturdays when they have... A lot of Saturdays when they have Saturdays is what I was going to say. A lot of Saturdays, they have people lined up along the little entranceway to Dick's and all that because it's like a little complex. They have puppies. All of them have puppies. And I love to look at puppies. I love to pet puppies. I love to hold puppies. Well, we get there and they have German short hair puppies, which Brian already wanted one. And they were. Very inexpensive. And I said no. And then Brian was sad. And my kids were sad. And so I told them to do whatever the heck they wanted. We have a puppy now. <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up this morning. This is, So this is Creed's dog. 100%. This is Creed's dog. He paid for it. He bought all her stuff, like her, her collar, her bed, everything. So he is in charge of her. He has to let her out. He has to feed her. He has to watch her to make sure she's not potty in the house. He's training her, right? It's a process. She's a puppy. Well, this morning, his younger brother woke up before him, let the dog out of her crate, but did not let her outside. So, of course, I woke up to the smell of crap in my room, and I started yelling at everybody because I was not happy. <laughs> and that was my wake-up alarm this morning. And I went back to bed after that. <laughs> after we cleaned it up, of course. So, yeah. I had a nice sleep after that, though. I had a nice baseball game after that. <laughs> So, yeah, that's life, man. All right. Well, 
Follow us on Instagram at Deathly Afraid Podcast. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got confused for a minute. She was not asked, uh, asking a question there. <laughs> you can follow our Facebook page, Deathly Afraid Podcast. You can email us at deathlyafraidpod at gmail.com. And you can have yourselves a nice freaking day. Yeah. Toodaloo. Yeah, I'm going to say bye. Bye. <laughs>